0: Good morning, everyone how's it going? Hope you all are doing great this morning. It is Friday and near the end of the week. But uh we're gonna go ahead and jump into this. We are actually at a new point in interpreter's journey with um with Christian and it's really a it's it's really a, a unique analogy here. Uh, the author is, is taking the, the interpreter here in the story and is using him as a picture of the Holy spirit. Um, and so this is to, to give some context before we begin, uh, Christian. So we're, we're in the book, uh, Pilgrim's progress. And, um, this is actually a few books by John Bunyan, but in, in the pilgrim's progress, uh, there is, it's a story about a man who leaves the city of destruction, the place where he lives um, as he becomes aware of the burden on his back and that if he dies with it, it'll sink him as he says, lower than the grave. And he, he doesn't want to continue in that scenario. So he begins this journey to find out how to uh, remove this uh, burden. And he's has only one book to help him. Uh, at the beginning, and then eventually God sends people along the way to guide him. And now he is dealing with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is beginning to uh, explain to him certain things. But he still lives at this point with the burden on his back. Yesterday we finished up the analogy between a carnal person and a believer. Uh, The difference between uh, patience and passion a person who has not, uh, who does not have faith, is not able to uh, properly understand the value of things. But a person that truly has uh, faith is able to look at temporal, carnal things and estimate them as the as the author puts, estimate them properly. So. Um, it's it's a very it was a very uh, very interesting for me to to see that put in that way. I know for I know for me this was this has been a, a heavy a heavy lesson um, that I can't say I've heard before. Uh, so at this point we're going to begin, uh, pick up where we left off, and we'll start where it says uh, here, here we go. Then I saw in my dream that the interpreter took Christian by the hand and led him into a place where was a fire burning against a wall and one standing by it, always casting much water upon it to quench it. Yet did the fire burn higher and hotter. Then said Christian, What means this? Then interpreter answered, This fire is the work of grace that is wrought in the heart. He that casts water upon it to extinguish it and put it out is the devil. But in that thou seest the fire, notwithstanding burn higher and hotter, Thou shalt also see the reason of that. So he had him about to the backside of the wall, where he saw a man with a vessel of oil in his hand, of which he did also continually to cast, but secretly into the fire. Uh, And we have a note here from, from the author. He says, Some have never been at the backside of the wall to see how the work of grace is kept up in the soul by Christ. They ascribe it to other causes, such as man's faithfulness, which which this is which this is uh what their pride and folly devise. Hence, they ignorantly assert that a work of grace may come to nothing, and the subject of Christ's grace may perish. But they do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of Christ's love and grace to sinners. Ah, oh, that's a beautiful <laughs> It's beautiful. So then, so Christian says, what means this? Uh, So what I just read, there was a separate note. We're back in the dialogue here. And the interpreter says, this is Christ who continually with the oil of his grace maintains the work already begun in the heart by the means of which, notwithstanding what the devil can do, the souls of his people prove gracious still. And in that thou sawest That the man stood behind the wall to maintain the fire, that is to teach thee. It is hard for the tempted to see how this work of grace is maintained in the soul. He makes a reference uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. So this is in reference to that, um, regardless of what the devil does. 1 Corinthians 12. Here we go. 12.9 says, To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12.9 the, soul his, the souls of his people prove gracious still so this is talking about the manifestation of the spirit and this is to another the same to another faith so it's very interesting so this is he's using that to show that this is a a gift that's given this gift of grace a faith in the heart it's not something that we conjure or uh, manipulate. He has another note here at the beginning. Uh, hmm. This note doesn't seem like it was from the author. It says, "When then has the sinner, who is the subject of grace, no no hand in keeping up the work of grace in his heart? When then has the sinner no hand in keeping up the work in his heart? Yeah, there we go. No, it is plain." mr bunyan was no armenian he did not ascribe any of that glory to the work and power of the creature which is solely due to the lord who is the alpha and omega the first and the last the beginner carrier on and finisher of his work in sinners hearts and never can his work be extinguished there till satan's water is more powerful to quench than christ's oil and create Then Christ's oil and grace are to keep the fire burning. Poor sinner, believe this, and love and praise and rejoice in the Lord, for he loves with an everlasting love, and he saves with an everlasting salvation. Amen. It's funny. (laughs) They were having the Armenian v. Calvin argument back in the day. Uh, So this this is an an incredible uh incredible analogy here that the the fire that begins uh, that is began in the heart by christ um is at many points um uh, and and he p- puts it here at all points being attempted to be put out the devil keeps trying to put that fire out all the time and people watching go well, how is it staying he must he must be uh The fire must keep going because he's he's uh, faithful. That man is a faithful man, and no, it's not the man that is faithful; it's Christ that is faithful. If we were to peek behind the wall, where the fire is kept, we'd see Christ there with the oil of His grace maintaining the work that He began. So (laughs) that's a beautiful picture there. I love it. I love it. Let's see here what time is it? Well, we'll do one more. I saw also that interpreter took him again by the hand and led him into a pleasant place where was built a stately palace beautiful to behold, at which at the sight of which Christian was greatly delighted. He saw also upon the top thereof certain persons walking, who were clothed all in gold. Then said Christian, May we go in hither. Then the interpreter took him and led him up toward the door of the palace, and behold at the door stood a great company of men, all desirous to go in, but durst not. There also sat a man at a little distance from the door, at a table side, with a book and his inkhorn before him, to take the names of them that should enter therein. He also saw, he saw also that in the doorway stood many men in armor to keep it, being resolved to do that, to do to the men that would enter what hurt and mischief they could. Now was Christian somewhat in amazement. At last, when every man started back for fear of the armed men, Christian saw a man of very stout countenance come up to the man that sat there to write, saying, Set down my name, sir. The which, when he had done, he saw the man draw his sword and put a helmet upon his head and rush toward the door upon the armed men who laid upon him with deadly force. But the man, not at all discouraged, fell to... cutting and hacking most fiercely so after he had received and given many wounds to those that had attempted to keep him out he cut his way through them all and pressed forward into the palace at which there was a pleasant voice heard from those that were therein that were within even of those that walked upon the top of the palace saying come in come in eternal glory thou shalt win we have a uh, Reference to Acts chapter fourteen and verse twenty two I love that we have so many references here. I heard someone say to me that this book, to be careful about this book in that there was no scripture in it, and that it would I'd be better off to read the scriptures and not this book. So here we are in Acts. Acts chapter 16 uh, chapter 14 and verse 22 <clears throat> So confirm <clears throat> it says here confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God Hey and he, we have a note here that says we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God so these just basically saying again with Acts 1422 says yeah that this is important to not ignore many of these verses that are brought up Uh, many times uh these verses can be brought up and then it's almost as if other verses are brought up that are contrary which is not the case they all say the same thing nothing is contrary um and i think it's a a red flag uh can be a red flag i know I did this many times when somebody would say, well, what about this verse? I'd say, well, this verse says this. And I may not completely understand your verse, uh, but I know this verse says this. And it definitely seems in opposition to the idea you're proposing. But that's not the case. All the verses, the entire word, points to Christ and faith in him. So uh, So he went in. Uh, and was clothed with such garments as they. Then Christian smiled and said, I think I know the spirit. I I think I know the meaning of this. And this is uh, uh, another note here. He says, such is the spirit and disposition of a soul who is determined to win Christ and enjoy the kingdom of glory. In spite of all opposition, he resolutely forces his way and presses toward the mark For the prize of his high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's a reference to Philippians 3, verse 14. He is not content with a few lazy wishes or languid hopes, for the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. That is a quote out of Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. And uh, there is the end of that picture. He goes on to show him at this point they go into a dark room and he sees a man which is where we will pick up tomorrow uh, this is a this last analogy you know, uh, though of this man who who is a picture of ultimately this passage found in Matthew 11 and verse 12 where it says i, well, I don't think he gives the whole verse there so let's go to Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12 Matthew 11 and verse 12 There we go. And it says there, uh, I'll start in verse 11 Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of woman, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. That is not one I was taught on growing up. I may have not been paying attention but to see it in this story here to see it explained so well uh, I'm thankful for that. Uh, this is this is a concept that should bring hope. It's not a it's not something that th- this there's nothing here uh, that says this is on you. This is all signs of faith. This is a journey of faith, and a man who lives by faith lives such. Um, and and I, I hope that, I know for me that's uh, becoming clearer. Uh, some of these uh, references in Scripture, I know many of these verses, I would not have seen the, the direct correlation to the gospel, and I'm thankful that I'm able to see more now today than um, maybe a few weeks ago. So anyways, thank you guys for joining this morning. I hope you have a great Friday. Don't forget uh, these truths. Judgment Day is coming, and it could be today. And being ready for that day is an important thing to think about. Um, And from every one of these stories, I love the fact that it's uh, pushing in that direction. This is the most important thing that we would... Uh, we can have everything in the world, run our business perfectly, have our family in order, uh, live a good life. But if we're not ready for Judgment Day, then uh, it will all be for naught. So not a doomsday is by any means. Judgment Day is a great day. We, we look forward to that day. So <laughs> if you don't, uh, today is the day. Take care of it. Well, seek him to take care of it. Don't take care of it yourself. Alrighty, guys. Hope you all have a great day. Thanks for joining the broadcast this morning. Uh, God bless. See you uh, probably Monday morning, Lord willing. Take care, guys. Bye.